Welcome to another episode of RT Plus. My name is Arup Sen and I'm a senior knowledge lawyer in the financial services team here at Norton Rose Fulbright. And today I'm joined by Jonathan Herbst, who is global head of financial services, and Hannah Meekin, a partner in that same team. And we are going to discuss the recent FCA consultation paper, CP222, which is titled Strengthening Our Financial Promotion Rules for High Risk Investments, Including crypto assets. Now, Jonathan, it's obviously quite a uh, well-talked-about paper, this one. Um, before we look at the proposals that have been consulted upon, um, perhaps you could give us some of the background to this paper. Thanks, Aru. Uh, hello, everybody. So, look, I, I think it's a very well-worn territory at one level, but the FCA has come back to its core concerns in relation to investor protection, and that is both in its business plan, where it you know, rehearses the very important role of its statutory objective in relation to consumer protection. And there's a sort of broader load of work the FCA has been doing, and it's actually gone back many years in terms of behavioral economics and concerns around you know, higher risk investments and the behaviors of consumers. And I think the sort of nutshell point, particularly in the pandemic, is that there is a view from the research that consumers have actually been purchasing higher risk investments um, you know, in an inappropriate way and uh, the various behavioral aspects of that. And that in a nutshell is the big concern the FCA has got and that's led to the various proposals. Brilliant, thank you for that, Jonathan. Now, Hannah, obviously we're talking about um, strengthening the financial promotion regime here. So perhaps um, can we take a moment just to outline some of the key elements of the financial promotions regime before we uh, look at how the FCA is actually categorizing high risk investments? Yes, absolutely. So the very briefly, there are essentially three ways in which financial promotions can be communicated. So the first is that an FCA authorised person can communicate a financial promotion, provided it complies with the FCA rules. Secondly, an unauthorised person can communicate a financial promotion if the financial promotion has been approved by an authorised person, in which case the authorised person must comply with the FCA rules. And there are some changes that are being proposed to that regime. And then third, the third possibility is that an unauthorised person could communicate a financial promotion on its own if it can rely on an exemption. So the FCA paper focuses on proposed changes to the rules that really apply to those first two categories. In other, wo in other words, where there's an FCA authorised person involved. And those rules at the moment are fairly complex in the sense that they apply slightly differently to different types of uh, financial uh, investment. And so one of the things that the FCA is proposing to do is to try and kind of group the different types of investments into three groups um, according, uh, according to their, their relative risks and to apply the same types of restrictions on marketing uh, to each of those three groups. So the first group would be what the FCA is going to call readily realizable securities. So these are securities that are listed or traded on an exchange. So for example, shares or bonds that are traded on the London Stock Exchange. And um, the idea would be that firms will be able to continue to market these readily realizable securities without uh, too, too many restrictions, but in accordance with the FCA's financial promotion rules. Then the second category would be called restricted mass market investments. And this would include two main groups. So first of all, non-readily realizable securities. Um, so these would be shares or bonds in a company that's not listed on an exchange. 
And then secondly, peer-to-peer -peer agreements that are entered into through a peer-to-peer -peer platform. And the, these types of instruments would be allowed to be mass marketed, but if a firm wanted to make a direct offer financial promotion, in other words, one that specifies how a consumer can respond or, or provides a form enabling them to do so, then there would have to be, um, they would have to be able to satisfy two conditions. Uh, the first of those is that the recipient of the financial promotion would have to be categorized as a certain type of investor, and there would be four categories that are allowed there. And then the second is that the firm would have to, um, as today, uh, complete an appropriateness test. And then the, there would be a third category of investments, which would be known as non-mass market investments. And these would include the highest risk investments, so non-mainstream pooled investments, um, such as investments in unauthorised funds, um, otherwise known as NIMPIs, and speculative illiquid securities, such as speculative mini bonds, and mass marketing to retail investors of these types of products would essentially be prohibited. I see. Thank, thank you for that, Hannah. Um, Jonathan, um, just moving on from that, I mean, the FCA um, uh, states that it's keen on strengthening um, the consumer journey for high-risk investments. Um, could you perhaps explain what the FCA means by this and, and how that yeah. would apply? Yeah, sure. No problem, Arup. So I think there are five specific uh, proposals they've got, and they're, they, you know, put them all together, they're quite substantive. So the first one is to effectively ban in relation to restricted mass market investments, inducements, the classic non-monetary inducement, you know, get your free pen or whatever it happens to be. So ban on that. Secondly, revamping the risk warnings and making them much more real. Um, and, you know, there are various proposals on that. It, it reminds me slightly of some of these sort of cigarette advertising kind of concepts. Um, thirdly, in relation to so-called direct offer financial promotions, i.e. those to which you can respond um, and effectively then purchase the investment, uh, a double kind of whammy of a so-called 24-hour cooling off period, the first time that someone invests in the product, and also so-called personalized risk warning pop-ups, and that's going to be quite a lot of compliance uh, systems work, I think, for firms, and they're going to need to think about that. Fourth, and I think this is really significant, um, a sort of new approach, a much stricter approach to categorization of customers within the relevant four categories. And Hannah sort of touched on some of these. It's effectively focusing on the self-certification concept. And you know, I won't go through all of the four categories, but um, most of them actually involve some degree of self-certification or input to a certification by the firm. And I think there's sort of a couple aspects of this, but the most important is that there's deep skepticism of self-certification, uh, and indeed, others, uh, listeners may be aware that the Treasury is proposing to uh, get rid of those concepts in their current form. But even in relation to certification by firms, a much stricter approach in relation to how firms do this in reliance on information from customers. In other words, no turning a blind eye. And the final piece of this is the appropriateness assessment, which is, again, tightening up quite a lot on the way that that has been done historically. And I think in particular on people retaking tests and what goes in the appropriateness so-called test in the first place and the distinction between what goes in the appropriateness test versus any kind of general knowledge kind of or educational tools that the firms may offer. Put all of those together, it's a very clear message. And I think the one other thing just to say about this is the timing. Let's just very quickly pick that up. 
it's a pretty fast timetable. They are proposing final rules in the summer with effectively a three month lead in. So not very long to go. Back to you, Arup. Absolutely. Um, certainly uh, an awful lot there for our compliance colleagues to, to get their teeth into. Um, Hannah, if we can uh, perhaps close today's session with uh, just a look at crypto. So how, um, in the context of this consultation and the wider uh, and their sort of wider intentions, how, how is the FCA proposing to deal with crypto assets? Um, yes, yeah, so a good question. At the moment, communications relating to unregulated cryptocurrencies like Bitcoin and Ether are not actually within the financial promotion regime. But HM Treasury has confirmed that it intends to extend the scope of that perimeter to include qualifying crypto assets in the future. So when that happens, the same three ways of communicating a financial promotion that I described earlier will apply uh, to crypto asset financial promotions as well. And so what the FCA is doing is to work out how its rules should then apply to those types of financial promotions. And the idea is that they would include um, crypto financial promotions in the restricted mass market investment category. So alongside the um, non-readily realizable securities and the peer-to-peer -peer agreements. And that would make them subject to the same rules that Jonathan just described as well as being subject to the, the normal rules around fair clearing, not misleading. Just one kind of difference, which is that the FCA doesn't propose that it should be possible for direct offer financial promotions of qualifying crypto assets to be made to self-certified sophisticated investors for various reasons. Brilliant. Thank you very much, Hannah. And thank you, Jonathan, as well. Uh, thank you to all of you uh, for listening in. If you'd like more information uh, about uh, the financial promotion regime generally, uh, then do get in touch. We recently held um, a, an academy session, which was a, a 90 minute webinar uh, that focused on this topic. So if you'd like uh, an access, uh, access to that recording, then do reach out to us and also log on to uh, regulationtomorrow.com where we'll be tracking the subject. Uh, we hope to see you again soon. <laughs>